Oh! Oh, hello. All right, let's do this one last time. Warning. Marvel and R&D contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended. As I told you a long time ago. Don't fuck yourself. I got invitations right here. Enough for everybody. Are you ready? I was born ready, motherfucker. You Spider-Man, given a job to do. I played the long game, Mr. Castle. That's my secret, Captain. On the roof! So many snacks, so many can die. We're in the end game now. He looks like an asshole. He's a criminal, that's who he is. I am. Well, that's just as fascinating as the first 89 times you told me that. What up, everybody? It is time once again for Marvel on RMD Secret Invasion Edition. I'm your host, the one and only Bobby D, and in the studio with me are my friends David and Steven. Hello. Yo. All right, we're here to break down episode two. But first, this was episode one. Oh, this was episode two. Well, I'm going. I'm, look. <laughs> oh, you're okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere, Steve. I've been doing this a while. I kind of know what I'm doing sometimes. God say, Steve. I thought you were taking the hint. <laughs> uh, so we're going to get to episode one because you got to look back to figure out how it was doing. Second lowest viewership of any Marvel television show. What's the lowest? Miss Marvel. Really? By far. Really? By far. I enjoyed the first few episodes. It kind of, you know... It, it uh, uh, no, mi- okay, so Miss Marvel was 775,000 in the first five days. Ooh. Um, this show, Secret Invasion, 994,000. Everybody else was in the uh, twos to 1.5 million. Um, that, that largest audience was Loki, 2.5 million. Uh, you know, Hawkeye, She-Hulk, all those were... 1.5 ish winter soldier moon Knight was like 1.8. So, and, uh, uh, so Bobby, are we going to say that it's Marvel fatigue? Is it Marvel fatigue? Is it streaming fatigue or are we not in the pandemic anymore? I, th- I think the pan, well, I think there's something to be said about the pandemic, but I was just thinking back to some of those other shows that you mentioned, dude, this show is happening and we're in late June heading into July. Yeah. It's summer, man. People want to be out doing shit, like, especially after a pandemic. They want to be out doing things, especially kids are going to be hanging out with their friends, doing whatever. about about that, But I think what Bob's just said, though, look at what happened with Elemental, the Flash movie. I I don't think it's necessarily Marvel fatigue per se. I think it's franchise fatigue. I think people are maybe, except for the people that are diehard into it, I think just in general, people are stepping back and being like, "It's the correction." It's I think it's the correction. It's the correction. You think because like, I think so. I mean, even take those movies into effect, you could see kind of like the changes happening with even movies before that, especially like the superhero movies. A lot of the past superhero movies, the past two years, are very lackluster. They don't do good numbers. Well, yeah, everyone thought the Flash was going to do the best numbers by far. I didn't, but and then <laughs> it came out, and you know, it it's just I, you know, it didn't hit. Mario Mario did big business, 
Um, Mario, who we haven't seen since John Leguizamo in And that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Mario did big business. We'd never seen Mario anything like that ever outside of literally a video game. Um, Barbie, there's a curiosity. Yeah, there's a curiosity. I've never seen this before. In, into the Spider-Verse was a continuation of a storyline that everybody fell in love with. Right. Yes. And and we got Barbie right around the corner. I, I suspect that's going to do big business because of course, again, they got like the number one hit in the world right now. Yeah, we we've never already we've, already yeah we've never seen that. It's new. It's fresh. Tra- Transformers bombed. Yeah, I've one. I've seen. Well, I haven't seen all of them, but there's only one film in that entire franchise that I think is worth a shit, and it's Bumblebee. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's like I think people are just getting tired of. The rehash. The, the rehash. rehash. And I just saw, and, and you know, if you haven't watched it, the uh, the documentary about Stan Lee on Disney Plus yeah. is really good. Oh, it is. And he makes a comment, um, you know, they have different clips throughout uh, his career, but there was one news um, interview that he did, and he made some comments that I also happened to see just last night, Christopher Reeve in an old, uh, old, old interview making almost the same comments about, you know, just film and, and sequelitis and, and, you know, just like studios just want to find the formula and stick to it and stick to it and just rubber stamp it out. It's Nickelback syndrome. I don't know from this. Oh, that, yeah, it, there, that. there's a YouTube video that if you play, like they've cut together every Nickelback song. Okay. And it's the same tempo rhythm and everything else, you know, that everybody has fallen same in love chord with. Because, structure. They, because they found the formula. They found the formula and they, all their hits are basically the same. And they, and they, and again, nothing money. against them. I'm sure they're wonderful musicians there, but they wanted to make money. They so, wanted to make money. Um, and that's, I think there is some validity to like, what you guys are saying about how people nowadays, even though a lot of people are like saying, well, Marvel's dishing out different stuff here and there. I mean, all the series differ from each other in, in tone and subject, whether you go from, you know, um, the werewolf by night, to she Hulk, everything is different, but I just think that superhero movies now, are kind of getting all lumped together and everyone's like going, well, it's the same old, same old. I wonder, Bobby, what was the viewership on, uh, the werewolf, uh, werewolf by night wasn't on the article I was looking at just because, I mean, they were, you know, that was a one-off, um, thing. Right. Um, but so I don't think they were really looking at it, but I mean, but I was even surprised like when you look at like even Hawkeye, cause you're dealing with it. It was basically a Christmas thing. Right. And with a, a, you know, kind of a lower level character with an actor who had, didn't have the best reputation. All he needed to get run over by a, a fucking snowmobile and he got his shit back together. But, you know, he wasn't looked at at that time, if you remember, as being good because there was all those text messages and everything else that they were wondering if uh, Disney was going to disconnect or even release Hawkeye with uh, Renner. I don't remember any of this, but uh, OK. Yeah, no, there was some uh, ex messages and stuff that came out about him and he just sounded like an asshole, you know, so he wasn't in the best light when Hawkeye came out and okay. it still got 1.5 million. Um, but again, I, I always just wonder what it is because I just think there's a, a different combination of things that are going on. It's, you know, there's so many streaming services at that, that, you know, we, we see what's going on with, you know, HBO max and Paramount plus and Peacock and, 
you know, if I saw BET plus has one and I was like, do we really need a streaming service for BET? Like, so, so here's, a, you know, you just mentioned something that got me thinking too, Bob is, is yeah, we talked about this before, right? Like all these different studios and, and companies come out with their own service and now it's costing people a fortune. I wonder how much of Disney's subscribership since we're talking about a Disney show, how much that has waned in in the last, you know, 12 to 18 months. Well, one um, element that people have talked about is every because it's coming out of the pandemic, the pandemic was their peak time. I think it was a peak for a lot of them. Because they had a captured audience. Right. But now, but now, yeah, you know, they're, they're one, There's their options, their price went up um, with Disney and now you have other streaming services popping up. And what's funny about all of these streaming services is there was a reason why early on in film history, they separated the studios from the theaters. Yeah. It's the same reason you separate the liquor producers from the, from the bars, from the bars. Yeah. And yet streaming came in and now it's allowed them to sidestep that monopoly rule of allowing a studio to also distribute direct to your mm -hmm. eyeballs. And nobody said a goddamn thing. Well, especially since like <laughs> physical, physical media is now going out of date there. No, no one's doing like distribution deals like they did back even 10 years ago. Yeah. I mean, you got to think when we were young, we would walk into Best Buy and three fourths of the store would be movies and, and CDs. Oh yeah. And it's now the, it's, it's, you know, open space. I, I don't even remember the last time I was in a Best Buy. Um, I was probably trying to buy a video game that I just wanted a physical copy for because I didn't want to wait for it to download for 110 years. Well, right. Also, just speaking from someone in the industry and everything, when it comes to distribution, the whole game has changed. Yeah. No one, like, I actually talked about this recently with a friend of mine who we were discussing about how, like, low low budget filmmakers can make money. And it used to be 10 years ago, hey, release a DVD on on Blu-ray or DVD, send it out there in the circuit, and you can make maybe a couple of thousand dollars thousand dollars back on your on your return. Now you can't do that because there's no more a lot of the distribution companies are all gone because mm -hmm. physical media isn't sold like it used to be. It's now like being sold in resellers. Well even the, the last movie that we went to go see um over here at the at the cinema down the street i was surprised um there wasn't even a lot of people in the theater mm -mm. like in general it was i was shocked at like how few people were there well the weirdest part by far you saw a spike of like oh everyone was going back to the theaters everyone decided to come back just to because the they got to get out of the house they got out of the house the pandemic was over and then that didn't last long. Like all of a sudden, suddenly, okay. And so, so is theaters it, are more empty now. You know, and also, is it now that we've got that freedom back, is it the the fatigue of the franchise or is it the economy? Is the economy actually having some effect? It, it's always going to be one of those things with the fatigue of the franchise, with the lack of actual good storytelling. Yeah. Um, that that it's one of those, like, I don't have to watch this right away type of scenarios. And well, sure. In the case of streaming, I, I, I'm just speaking as a whole, if people aren't going to theaters oh, or yeah, they're yeah. cutting well, back it, on but streaming. But I just think there's a lot of stuff out there that you can do with your money. And 
you know, going to the theaters at this point, it's just like, I feel like if you are a regular theater goer, uh, like my dad goes and sees two movies a week. He's oh, part of the okay. AMC club. Okay. Yeah, same thing with my dad. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? So he doesn't give a shit what, what, what came out or what, what it is because he gets $20 for $20 a month or whatever it is. He gets to go watch all the movies he wants. So is you want to have that cheap? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. cheap. That's crazy. That's like, oh, guess what? That's who like one also ticket uses it. price. Yes, I also use it because I'm Robert Doherty also, and I can log into his account. You cheating fuck. Well, whatever. <laughs> you know, they're going to card me, and they're like, why does it say senior ticket? I'm like, I don't know. They won't switch it on my account. Uh, anyway, but 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 I think there's a lot to do with, the again, um, that we talked about. It, it could be a combination of it, the rehash of it. It could be the fact that, if this this took almost a year between the last Marvel release and this, yeah. When was Ms. Marvel? I thought Ms. Marvel was in the uh, in Ms. the fall, was it not? Ms. I mean, but Marvel? we're still almost a year, man. E- 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 it's e- still a year, a year. E- away. Even if this, you know what I mean, yeah. we're, we're talking nine months out, and in that nine months, you had a good Spider-Man movie, a shitty Thor movie, a shitty Ant-Man movie. Like w- w- you, you never know what it's really is and, and I, I know the streaming numbers are always going to be a weird thing because if it catches on you know you're going to see a spike um but it was just an interesting thing to go oh you know this this isn't this isn't what it was and yeah. i think that's just streaming services in general again it could just be a disney thing in general and uh, I, I, you never know i mean i just don't think i think i i th- honestly think it is some it, it's a lot of elements but like Miss Marvel, it came out in June 8th. Oh, it was last year. year. Okay. And like, so Secret Invasion comes out. That was the last one, right? That was the last one. Well, and like we said last last week, right? It's like you're hitting these deeper cut characters. Mm -hmm. And that that no one cares about. And deeper cut storylines that unless you're the diehard fan of these subject matters, you're cutting out a, a a huge segment of your viewership. Of your viewership. So I mean, the, there's a lot to be said about like in between Miss Marvel and Secret Wars. Yes, we've had other things released Marvel wise, and they've all been lackluster except for one thing, which is Spider Man the, into the Spider Verse. Yeah. But just like what Bobby mentioned in the beginning of the show, Enter the Spider Verse was going in being touted as the best Spider-Man film ever. Yeah, but even if it wasn't being touted at anything, it's still, it's a Spider-Man cartoon. Exactly. And so you're going to have kids that are like, I want to see Spider-Man. Just like the Ninja Turtle cartoon that's going to come out is going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Because it's going to get us in our 40s. Yeah. (laughs) And it's going to get the the Nickelodeon generation that watched them. Pretty much. And and, and again, I I think what it is, it's we're, we're seeing things that are original because... Honestly, when I was watching, and, and we'll, we'll get into those scenes a little bit later, but when I was watching John uh, Don Cheadle and um, Samuel L. Jackson have that conversation in the bar, I was like, God damn, them motherfuckers are old. You know, I was actually a little surprised. Cheadle, Cheadle looked really, he, he doesn't look as as buff as he did. As maybe. buff as he did, yeah. He looked he looked. Well, he small. can't use his legs. Fair. Well, he was walking. I'm joking. But he, you know, he, he looks small. Oh, yeah. Um, but I didn't think he looked old. Samuel looked, he looked old. Oh, Samuel Jackson yeah. looks ancient. But, but like, wow. I, like, I, like, like but I always say, I, I think we're running into a scenario to where we have, in you know, at any major company that's called an aging workforce. 
And I've said mm-hmm. this before, and I think we have that in, in acting yeah. that, you know, they cast uh gun cast, uh, Lois and, uh, Clark for Superman. Mm-hmm. And, young. And they're young, young. Oh, extremely. And, young. And it's just one of those things. It's like, all right, so are we going to get new stars out of this? Because you, we're lacking. I think you will. And, and here's, what's interesting, you know, going back to, um, these lesser known characters, I think the blue beetle film for me is one that'll be a, another telltale sign when it finally drops. Um, from the DC side of the fence, just because again, there is a huge following for that character. But when I say huge, it's niche. It's niche. It's so niche. And so you've got, you don't have the same pull that you're going to have with these a list or even B list characters. And and, uh, are we, is there DC fatigue that there was all this promise with flash and that it didn't work out. And now we're going to get a half Spanish, uh, half English film. Um, I don't know if you know that Steve, but a lot of it is going to be in Spanish. I did know that. Um, I I don't know, man. I think, you know, unfortunately, because I love the kid that that's playing the character again. Yes. And trust me, I'll go see it. Like I went back and is, is, they're not the greatest movies in the world, but I wanted to see what the Scream franchise had rebooted with because they had the Wednesday Adams girl in it, and I um, thought she was good in Wednesday. Yeah. So I wanted to go back. It's like, obviously, they saw something in the Scream franchise to kind of give her this show because it can't, you know, I don't know when the timing of all it worked out, but it was just like, all right, let me see what she's like. Because if you enjoy an actor, whether you know, uh, new, old or whatever, you're going to watch whatever they watch. Like, you oh, know, yeah. th- there's always been people like that. It's like, Oh, so-and-so's in it. Well, I'm going to watch it just to see it. Cause I like the way they act. But yeah. But I think that's, there's something to be said though, Bobby. I mean, if you look at like, even like with all the Marvel f- phrase phases and even this past phase, we've been saying they're doing good with their casting. They've done good with their casting. However, Secret Invasion is the first one that I I was like you guys. It's like, God dang, something's off because it just seems like there's lack of energy, lack of life in, in, in the show. Well, I'll say this. It's interesting. I was thinking about this on my way over here. Um, there's something about the way this is told that's similar. Like we said last time, it has a vibe similar to Winter Soldier. Similar, not the same. It has a vibe that's similar to Falcon and Winter Soldier, or, or sorry, uh, Falcon and, and yeah, Falcon yeah, and Winter Soldier. Soldier. You're good. But I think Falcon and Winter Soldier has more in common with Winter Soldier proper in terms of themes and how it feels versus this. Versus this. And this feels, and I'm going to say this because I was thinking about it before I came over, this feels like one of the least Marvel-like things we've ever seen oh absolutely out yeah. of all of the marvel stuff that we've seen it, this mm-hmm. this is okay let, let's just get into this episode we're at episode two um at this point uh she's dead and uh, <laughs> she's dead maria yeah, uh, prove me wrong uh, prove me wrong we saw a body got dead. taken away um and, and her and, mom was mourning and her yes. mom was mourning and, and so let, let's get into that because this um i i'm a big fan of the jack ryan series on amazon um, and this has a lot of that same feel to it, that there is some despair and discouraging type things that are going on in the world. Right. And we're here to figure it out. And again, it isn't 
you know, we bitch at the Marvel, Marvel, Marvel formula. It's like, oh, what are we going to do? It's like, oh, we have our hero and we have our witty sidekick that's going to tell jokes throughout. That, that, that is the formula. It's the formula that She-Hulk made fun of Feige about. Um, you know, that, that they were following it. And this isn't that formula. This is a completely different tone of a, of a television show. Um, that th- there, there's, there's going to be like funny, like jabs here and there, but it's not the same thing. They're not trying to create guardians of the galaxy. They're not trying to recreate certain things. Like there's a definite darker, deeper tone to what they're doing. And Steve, you talked about that. This feels a lot like, um, um, Falcon and winter soldier. And it does because when we broke down Falcon and winter soldier, it's just like, you could see that everybody's right. And that whatever is going on with this story, they're doing a a decent job of like, you can feel for the refugees that were promised all this and why they're rebelling. You can feel for um, Nick Fury now that he's lost his way. He's lost his job. He's lost who he is as a person. His purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And and you see that all taken away from them. And I think that's what we're going to get here is that we're at that stripped down portion of it, that this might seem slow, but we're getting to the depths of like how low and how beat up can we make this man who made this decision 30 years ago to bring these people in and made this promise and is unable to fulfill this promise and now realize, fuck, I let, I thought I let 30 in, I let a million in. Um, and right. so I, I thought, I, I think it's interesting in the way they're going with it and that it is different than anything we've seen before. Um, and, and, and it kind of playing with tones that are more serious. And I think that could be why the numbers are dropping also is because when you look at it, it's just like, am I going to watch this with my 10 year old daughter? I think the themes, are, no, I think the themes are too, too heavy handed and not just, um, you know, obviously it's violent. They've, they've had violence throughout several, throughout all the MCU, but in this one in particular, the violence feels different. Um, it feels more, it's more realistic, honestly. I mean, especially with the bombings and well, well, I think it hits too close to home thematically on immigrants trying to find a home home. and then, promises being made and not being fulfilled for whatever reason. I hope we do get more of some rationale behind that. You have um, children essentially turning their back on, on On their parents. parents. You have um, torture. You have um, culture versus culture. You have literally a culture war. Yeah. That's brewing. You have a, a war of countries that are literally in real life on the verge of an all out world war three. It's just, a, it's heavy as hell. And I think that's, that's why that particular scene you guys were mentioning with Don Cheadle mm-hmm. really helped me get more into the series because like the one thing I, we have all this heavy elements, but we also have to come to terms with the fact that we're in the Marvel universe we're in a superhero series mm-hmm. and having that very serious moment between Don Cheadle and uh, Samuel Jackson, where Rhodey tells, uh, tells, tells him, you can't call the Avengers. You've been gone for how long you disappeared. You didn't tell anybody. And everyone after everyone after the blip is not around. The Avengers are not around anymore. Well, they they're 
around, but in a different capacity, a capacity. different capacity, different composition. But then let's say you do call them. What it'll be, it'll be yet another thing of fury, obfuscating truth or omitting things. Oh, by the way, I, I made this promise to this alien species who could come live with us undercover. And as long as they helped us, I would find them a home. Oh, by the way, they never helped us during the whole, the whole Thanos, Thanos thing, thing that happened. And by the way, I never found them a home because I just got busy and kind of forgot and they're, about they're them. They're acting. They're basically Wakanda at this point. Yeah. They were they're around like, and hiding a lot. A lot. <laughs> it's like the Eternals. It's basically that element that basically, oh, these elements were out there in the world, but everyone was hiding. Everyone didn't want to deal with Thanos. Well, and that's what I think is is something that they have to, they have to talk about that. They have to somehow say, you were here for 30 years. Shit happened all over the planet. Shit happened. Well, I think that- uh, Where were you guys? That talk, that talk actually kind of helped- I, I felt steer into the pathway that I think the explanation is everyone was too afraid to actually do anything. It added that element that Thanos was a huge deal. That's why the Avengers are not the Avengers anymore after that, because even though they beat Thanos, they're shattered at this point. They've been, they have been torn asunder. Cap is gone. Tony Stark died. He sacrificed yeah. himself. Well, I also yeah. want to get on the subject of that conversation and the difference between the two black men talking. Oh, yeah. Um, that was actually very well done, I thought. Uh, yeah, it was one of those things so where, like, you, when Don Cheadle was going back and forth with him, he's like, yeah, brother. Like, <laughs> and, and doing all that, you're just like, oh, like, there's definitely different tones between right. who oh, Fury absolutely. is and who Rhodey is. You know, yes. we have our military man and then we have our spy. And, you know, um, that, that conversation was so well written, so well delivered, um, that it, it, it's just those, uh, those uncomfortable situations that you're sitting there, you're watching, you're like, oh, like, how do you get out of this? Like, this isn't, this doesn't feel right. Um, they're, they're talking truth here. They're talking truth. Well, and it's a classic roadie where He's a military guy. He believes in a chain of command. He believes in following the rules. He believes in following orders. And he's always been that way, even even up to and through the uh, Sokovia Accords. Well, you have to also throw in the fact of what he's been through. Oh, yeah. Like, he just, he has fought aliens before, lost the use of his legs. Plus, he lost his best friend. He yeah. watched his best friend die. And now you're going to go pull and, the same Nick Fury bullshit. And that remember you've when he when he delivers the line that Nick Fury was not there even. Yeah. Nick Fury was off gallivanting somewhere. Meanwhile, the Avengers had to take on that that thing without him. Right. And I'm like going, "Oh my god, Rhodey's right." But, but, but I mean, as much as we want to side with Nick Fury and say, "Hey, Nick, Nick knows what he's doing. Let's let's all side with Nick." No. no, and you you just want to show up again and play the Nick Fury classic card. Yeah, like no, we're not we're not doing that. Not again. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it was definitely an interesting thing, and you could see that. I, I don't think this one is going to have the the budget that we saw in some of the other ones because it is a, a lot of of talking. And again, I, I find nothing wrong with that, but I, I, I'm still looking at trying to figure out why the numbers have dropped so much. And it, and it could be the fact that this is the situation that, that is going on. And 
obviously uh, the killing of Hill at the end didn't affect it because you didn't see the things going around the internet like you would with some of the other things that were going on with um uh with some of the other shows and that's what i always base it off of it's like you go to a front page of just like a general entertainment website and right after a show airs and you look to see what they're talking about so that one did pop up on a couple of the sites that i frequent uh maria's death yeah but you're on like cbr and stuff like that no 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 no. okay no 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 um so that one was out there but you know again with with at least with like Ms. Marvel, I think all of the shows up to this point had a character that was either a character we already knew and loved or a new character that we've never seen before. And this has a character at the center of it who we do know. Who we do know. But we don't necessarily love him as a character compared to a Wanda or especially a Loki. Well, the, the, the thing I, I I think was a problem with Maria Hill is like a part of me was feeling like all the fans were like, okay, she's dead. When is she going to come back? Yeah. Because she's not coming unfortunately back. in Marvel movies, look what they did with Coulson. Coulson came back how many times and it became like a meme where it's like, oh, he died. Oh, he's back again. And they did it like four times. Well, they brought him back, but it made sense in the context of how they did did it like when he came back after being killed on on the on the ship right um mm-hmm. we saw him in in captain marvel yeah right but that was all flashback which i did appreciate that we had a lot of flashbacks at the beginning of this one so there was some budget there in terms of de-aging because they de-aged the hell out of him and uh what's his name um got his name uh, uh Mendelssohn is that it? Yeah, Talos, the guy who plays Talos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They de-aged him a bit it seemed like. Oh yeah, easily because they're supposed it's supposed to be like what 1990 I I'm assuming mid mid late 90s, yeah. And like that was that was the thing that I was really I've been really surprised in is like this isn't like the normal Marvel formula we expected for the from the past shows where it's like bombastic, it's action everywhere. No, this is Totally drama driven. We're not going to get a Zemo dancing scene. We're not going to get a Zemo dancing, and that's unfortunate. (laughs) Like, you know, like you guys know me. By about this time, I'd be saying, "Oh, who's going to show up? I want to. Who do I want to see?" I I don't think we're going to see any kind of who shows up. I I think think we're going to see one thing, and it might, to Bobby's point about you know waking up the next morning and seeing the news ablaze or the social media ablaze, we will see one thing show up. That will be something nobody's ever seen. Come on, David. I'm trying to think because they plant they planted all of the seeds right there in the pot in this episode. Right in front of us. As I said, I can't think of it. Super scrolls. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean that's a given because like it is, but they laid it all out. They laid it all out, yeah. And we've never seen that before. But, but Again, a small subset of people are going to know are going to know that. And so the vast majority of viewers that might still be along for the ride, they're not going to know what that means. Yeah, they're not going to know what it means. The when, when I'm thinking about like surprises and will they, and will and, they care? Yeah. And appearances, I'm talking, you know, like are we going to see are we no. going to see are we going to see uh characters like 
Falcon and Winter Soldier. We're going to see Bucky in them. Uh, we maybe see Hawkeye. Like, if you're going to call somebody, if I'm Fury, I'm going to call somebody in to lend a hand in this. Um, the the obvious one would be Miss uh, would be Captain Marvel. Yeah, Captain Marvel. That would be the obvious one. <laughs> would, would we get a Captain Marvel cameo to set up the Marvels? Well, especially it, well, especially since you know, like it was brought up that the promise wasn't just by Fury himself. Carol Danvers made that promise, right? And what'd she do? She go she went out into the universe, and never came back. Yeah, she also <laughs> dipped out. She dipped out. So, so she's the oh, obvious. Shit, this is hard. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, she's the obvious one that has some skin in the game, but um, she's she's not around. But she's not around. So my second go-to, if I'm Fury, is I would call Sam or or Bucky. That would be my go-to if I'm him. I would call Cap. I mean, he's still around. He's alive, but he's old. <laughs> That's assuming he's stuck around. He's gone too. He's gone too. Well, he just, I mean, he, he could be in out. a nursing home, um, <laughs> but that's assuming that you know they're going to do the Peggy Carter scene with him, right? When when he came back and handed off the the handed shield, off the shield. We don't know if he's stuck around, or even even like, are we going to any have any allusions to like the Thunderbolts? Are we uh, gonna the thunder, like it, it, again, if we're world building, it's going to be amazing to see what they try to do here. Yeah. But again, I, w- what we're dealing with is we're dealing with something that's going to go to a movie. And so I don't think we're going to get a conclusion to any kind of storyline here. I think we're just going to oh. advance and we're going to understand how scary they are with those super scrolls. And that, you know, it's going to go into the, the movies and then that that's where we're going to see something. So I, I don't think this ends well. No. Um, yeah. being that it's a six episode it's a, thing. It's and, a very somber series. It's not just that it's dramatic or that they're talking about heavy themes. There's a somberness to it. It is. It's not, it's not uplifting. It's, it's in a lot of ways, quite depressing. You know, like the most depressing, the most depressing series I can recall is Moon Knight, but this is a different type of somberness. This, this is very reminiscent of like that winter soldier civil war. It is, but this type of, this one feels hopeless for so many characters involved. It feels hopeless for, for, um, fury. It feels hopeless for the scrolls that are, that were promised something and they still don't have a home. It feels hopeless for humanity. Yeah. As a, as a species, you have a leader of of the, the scrolls saying that they literally just want to wipe out humanity and that we don't deserve because we we would just wipe ourselves out anyway. Oh yeah. And again, juxtaposed against the reality of everyday news, the dude's not wrong. The dude's not wrong. So because it's very sobering. That the the discussion between Talos and, and uh Nick Fury on the train. Mm-hmm. Where Nick Fury just tells Talos that basically you realize that basically we're human beings have been at war with each other for this long. Yeah, like thirteen thousand years. years. <laughs> and it's like, wow, that's very somber, Nick. That's just it's almost very defeatist. It is defeatist, um, but it's it's our reality as a species. So I don't know. It's just, it's got such a different tone and it, different vibe. And I don't think that's good or bad. Well, it's I think just, that's what's hurting the series too, is because it very like, well could be. the viewership, people are basically looking at this going, okay, this isn't what I signed on for, for a Marvel film. 
and, and it, I don't but, feel but like, it, but it should be because the best Marvel films have had this tone. I, I would agree. I would agree. But I would agree even compared to the last few series that came out, this one just didn't have a hell of a lot of marketing for it. No, like at all. And if you look at, if you look at the tones of the past previous series compared to this, it's night and day. You have oh. Miss Marvel, who it's very lighthearted. It's very, you know. It was fun. fun. She-Hulk, She-Hulk was very fun. It was Whether comedic. you like it or not, it's comedic. It was yeah. a comedic series. It was light. It was it an was easy light. watch. It was an easy watch. And Werewolf by Night, same thing. You know, it's something different. It's highly stylized. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people um, who are into watching these shows, maybe not as deeply as us, that... Have not even stepped foot in that show at yeah, all. At all. And it's because there's nothing that when they see it as a trailer, nothing about it to the, the average viewer says Marvel. Because if you don't know anything about those characters, even from a trailer or the big reveal of that show. <laughs> and think about it. People, fans were going into this because, oh, look, it's Nick Fury. And in two episodes, you're getting a different type of storytelling that... Probably the audience wasn't expecting. Yeah, this is an Avengers. Yeah, because like I liked it. I was really surprised with a lot of the 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 scores and reviews because I, it's very rare for me to actually look at that stuff. But I was curious with Secret Invasion because yeah. I was like you guys. I'm like going, this isn't a bad. It's not a bad series, no. but it's very different. And it was. It's actually for me one of the more difficult series to rate at this point because I'm like going. I think it's because it's so different. I don't know if my score is skewed. So I was looking at scores. I'm like going, people are like giving this like sixes and 60%. Someone, a lot of like fifties, low seventies. Yeah. It's at 63% overall right now. And I'm like uh, going tomatoes. Okay. I'm like going, I don't think it's that bad. I really don't. I think it's like in the, in the 70, 80s range. I mean, in the first episode of me, uh, the three of us ever covered, we scored it around the eighties. Yeah, you know, I don't, I'm not over the moon with it. Yeah. And I'm not disappointed in it. There's been other things recently that I was far more disappointed in um, out of the Marvel uh, camp, but it just, it just kind of is right now. Yeah, it kind of is. And I think it's because of that different vibe we're getting out of it because it's not, what we were expecting. The the critics' consensus is is a well deserved showcase for Samuel L. Jackson. Secret Invasion steadies itself after a somewhat slow start by taking MCU into a darker, more mature direction. Which is what we said last week, mm-hmm. right? Is yeah. it's it's a it's a chance for Fury to have his moment. Moment. But it also highlights a lot of Fury's faults as a character. Um because of how he compartmentalizes things, because of how he's constantly trying to control the world around him. And he with, doesn't trust anyone. And he doesn't trust anyone and ultimately has not had that introspective moment of, like we said last week, it's almost futile because you can't control the things that you're trying to control. Mm-hmm. It's got to be infuriating. Oh, easily. I mean, it's just interesting reading some of these things. You know, people are saying that it needs to get picked. It it needs to pick up the pace after this first two episodes. 
Uh, do you think there's anything to that? Like from a pacing perspective? I don't think storytelling for pacing is, I don't is think bad at all. I don't think story for pacing, no. No. Especially for what it is. It's it's supposed to be a spy thriller. But are people just expecting, again, superhero rock'em, sock'em, beat'em-ups? Exactly. Because no one's seeing any actions, right? No one's seeing the we super saw, heroic. We saw like 2,000 people allegedly blow up. I mean, but we didn't we, see the bodies. Not with superpowers, though. We didn't see superpowers. I, I, look, based on the seeds that got planted in this episode, I give it one, maybe two episodes before Super Scrolls are here. And then people will get their bang, beat them up thing. Beat them up things. Yeah, there'll be some closing scene next week where we'll see our first one and Nick Fury will be like, fuck. Yeah, because then <laughs> what's he do? I mean, Rhodey can go get the suit. He already alluded to him getting a, the suit and yeah. carpet bombing, which is, you know, something that maybe a colonel shouldn't be just joking I know. about. I was but like, man, Rhodey is just bitter right he's now. He's just bitter. But, I mean, who are you going to bring? Maybe, Bob, to your point, if Super Scrolls show up and we have no idea where Captain Marvel is, it, maybe that's where Fury does have to pick up the phone. And call and, Carol. Uh, no, not Carol. Call uh, Ms. Marvel. Oh, yeah. Kamala Khan. Yeah, Kamala, because that might be his only <laughs> choice to go to go up against a super scroll. That's why I was like thinking to myself is kind of like, who in the world can we possibly see that can help Fury at this point? Because it's obvious he's not going to call any of the originals. He's not going to call that number. No. And the closest one that we could possibly see is Carol. But we don't if, know where she's at. If they're alluding to Super Scrolls, that has to mean that he has to have some firepower. With him. He has to, or he's screwed. And so I just do, do want to talk about that, like with the Super Scrolls. And, and I think it's interesting what they're bringing in to set that up. Um, Groot, they're kind of replacing stone with wood. Wood. Because um, we don't have a stone character yet, because we still don't have Fantastic we don't have the Four. Fa the Fantastic Four. But we got Frost Beast from Jotunheim. Yes, which um, was was interesting. The Cole Obsidian yeah. from Thanos is one of his uh, the the big Hulk like the big character. hammer wielding guy because they captured his hand because it got severed with the uh, with the portal that Doctor Strange made. Yep, and then we've got Extremis, which we have not seen since all the way back in Iron Man three. In Iron Man three, so you and got fire, you got ice, you've got I guess maybe Obsidian is. Is stone stone because it's rock, and then you got wood. But so you got the four elements, yeah, and they all make Captain Planet. Yeah, and it's interesting that they basically, <laughs> essentially, which is Don Cheadle. Yes, yes. <laughs> essentially, they just changed the whole origin of the Super Scrolls. Which, for comic book fans, the Super Scroll is supposed to be based on the Fantastic Four. We don't have the Fantastic Four. We right don't now. have the Fantastic Four, but you know, we got a tree that can stretch. Oh, Mr. Fantastic. There you go. <laughs> but like, I, I don't mind them with what you got, the ingredients you got, you got, right? Yeah, and I don't mind them reinventing or, or, or recalibrating the dish as it were based on those ingredients. I think it works because of the things that they've set up over time. And, and I will say that I was a little disappointed when they showed that because the fanboy Because boy it was me. a 1923 computer? Yeah, well, that too. Well, I mean, they're in the middle of, like, Chernobyl. I know. They're in the middle of Chernobyl. It just was funny. But like, I was like, I don't think pictures were that good that on good. those yellow <laughs> screens. 
on 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 the uh, Amiga Amiga platform that I mean, they had. I mean, it's not terrible. It's, but, it's it's it is like a dot matrix. Well, yeah, what, thing. what version of DOS what are they on? I'll be honest, Bobby. We make fun of the fact that we keep saying like, when are the X Men going to show up? Oh, here's an allusion to the X Men. But this was the series, especially when they mount, uh, mentioned the scrolls. I was really hoping for allusions to the Fantastic Four. Just because they're so tied to the scroll race in the comics. I was like, oh, you have to bring in the Fantastic Four at that point. Doing it this way, I thought was creative. I thought, yeah, that yeah, was, yeah, yeah. that's a creative override. <laughs> yeah. Because you just took, you, you see the elements, the parallels of the, of the, powers th that the super scrolls have i think we're still when's d23 bobby uh d23 i believe is we're still uh, september october yeah we're still a couple months off right so yeah we're we've got a couple months david before they're going to be announcing the casting for fantastic, for fantastic Four. Four. so i can't imagine that they would tee that up from this it seems more likely that this is going to tee up going into to the marvels to the marvels i mean th that's what I think is going to happen. I, I the more the more that we've been uh, getting into this series and everything, I'm slightly thinking that now because like it's fun doing all the fanboyisms and seeing how oh, it could be, but I blame that on Wanda, <laughs> Wanda Vision because they did so well at actually alluding to other things out there. But now it's kind of gotten into basically meme territory. It's like oh, I we need the allusions to more in the Marvel universe. And this is the one series where I'm like going out of two episodes right now, like going, I don't think it needs it because of the type of storytelling that it's doing. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, um, unhappy with the pacing. No, I, no. I, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with the pacing of the story. I think people are just, they, they want to get their bang for their buck and they want the punch that's there. They want and, the and, flying around and basically blasting. Everything. Yeah. I mean, reading, reading some of these things, um, you know, from J the, the Roger Ebert he's, critic, he's still alive. No, no. from his website, from oh. his website, <laughs> from jarring editing choices, to lazy performances by a majority of its cast. The first two episodes of secret invasion don't show much promise. And I don't think it's, I don't even think the lazy performance, there is no lazy performance in this series. It, yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of the negative ones that I'm looking at, I believe are only negative because that's the way you get fucking clicks. That's that is true. Yeah. Unfortunately, if you don't like it or it's not what you want, talk shit about it because then people will like you better or people will click on it. Like, why, why, why does so-and-so think it's shitty? Especially when you're dealing with something like a rogerdebert.com to where, you know, this, this isn't a fangirlish lady here, um, you know, that wrote her rating. You know, it's, it's somebody that people look at. It's, it's somebody that's considered a top critic. So people are going to look at it. Now, when it comes down to it, there there are those things that are going to be surprises now that we know that there's over a million of them there because that million were brought here and obviously they're fucking so they're making more. Yes. Um. So who if knows? That's how they make more. What? What? <laughs> yeah, sorry, I assume gender and and race and everything else. So this is how they do it. I don't know what they do. They could shit in the ground and fucking babies spawn out of their poop. I don't fucking know. You know, it's laying eggs like little fucking turtles. Um. <laughs> I, I would like to see something different. Let's see that. Let's see something different. Yeah. Come on. Symbiosis. Yeah. yeah. Basically, they get in the top of the nuclear thing, and they all shit in it, and then the nuclear <laughs> thing spawns babies. Spawns babies. There you go. Um, uh, Tell me I'm wrong.
Um, <laughs> I feel like if 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 you're hard, if you're so passionate and what you need or desire or whatever is that weekly beat 'em up. This isn't the series. This isn't. There's the boys when it comes back. Oh yeah. There's Superman and Lois. If you want your weekly beat 'em up, there are options out there. But and, that's and I think not that's this. the difference. You got to like this is a, this is not the typical superhero series of like villain of the week type things. And, right. And when you read the reviews of what we have out there of the people that are talking negatively about it, is that the what they want? They want the villain of the week. Personally, I hate the fucking villain of the week. We've, I'd rather you tell me long-term storytelling. I think uh, that, yeah, I mean, it, it, it works in television shows. It works in wrestling. It works in so many different things because then you're vested in it. We had how many goddamn years of CW villain of the week? Um, Up to the fucking final finale of Flash. Right. And the only thing that broke that mold is Superman and Lois. We don't have a, we, we might have an week. issue of the week. But we don't have a villain. We don't have a week. villain of the week. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and again, if that's what people want, but again, we're dealing with a storyline of, again, like I was saying, over a million scrolls are around now. And obviously they've infiltrated the higher ups like we talked about last week. Dude, the the head of NATO is a scroll. Scroll. <laughs> yes. So exactly. And and that's what we're dealing with here of like we, we talked about the BSG references to where we're trying to figure out who is who in this latest scenario. And I think the 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 shocking thing at the end is that Nick Fury's been fucking one. Yeah, Nick um, Fury's wife. Yeah, yeah uh, is one. Yeah, finding out that he has a piece of piece of uh, action that that we didn't know about this. We whole didn't know about time. this whole time. No. And, and and again, I think that's an interesting storyline to go forward because now, like, were you wondering, does he know that she is one? She is one. Yeah. Um. Also, does she able to shape shift? If he does know, is she able to shape shift? into other forms of like women that he might like better. <laughs> like if I get tired of fucking her and I want her to switch to something else for the night, like as a fantasy type birthday scenario, it, it, that's way better than wigs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, 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 I mean, we all right? come from a cosplay world where we yeah. watch these girls dress up as like our favorite fucking characters. We're like, damn, she's hot. Now Wig. imagine if bam, but she is that she person. Is. There you go. Yeah. But it, but it'd again, be hilarious. <laughs> it'd be I, I know I took it to the dirty route, but you're the, those are the story things that I saw at the end of this. That that's what makes Bobby me, wants to see. Well, that's no, what but, makes but you interested. It makes you interested in going forward to know yeah. like if he has known this whole time that she is one or he doesn't know at all. I think it's more interesting if he doesn't know, because then it just shows again, back to my previous point, yeah. he's trying to control all these things and he has no control. Well, <laughs> without giving, without giving, giving any spoilers, is this a comic kinda, book thing? It is a comic book okay. thing because in secret invasion, that is a core element of everything. He was banging some off world. Yeah. Thing, huh? Oh, oh yeah. In the, it opens up the whole story of secret invasion opens up with Nick Fury having, basically sex with his girlfriend at that time. And then she turns out to be a scroll, but and he didn't know. And he didn't know. Okay. Oh so, yeah. So he doesn't so know. I'm like, that's why when that happened, I'm like, going, I want to say Nick doesn't know. Well, and I, because I, it would go with the story that they're basing everything off. But, of. And I think that's what we go with here is that the, you know, we, we've seen him get stripped of his friends, his rank, his, you know, the, his confidants, like everything is taken away from him. And now if he finds out that that she is a scroll, and you know, was she put there by was somebody there, right? to watch? After I, I, him? We we have to t look. 
I mean, but that's it's an interesting story going forward for the 100%. last four, four episodes. Like, I don't even care about the war now oh, yeah. because I care about his personal story when it comes down to his relationship and everything else. Because, again, we are stripping this man of everything yes. that has made him. I want to see how far we can dismantle this man that when we were first introduced in a in a post credit scene from that first introduction at Randy's Donuts. He's been no even prior to that. He was in Stark's house. Stark's, oh yeah, yeah. Stark's um, uh, condo. Yeah, it? no, it was his house in Malibu. It's it's this is a guy with such an ego and presence that he built up from the time that we would eventually see him with Captain Marvel. Right, he built this persona himself. And we're seeing all of that just dismantled. Well, especially since the first two episodes, Nick has always played the spy to a T. Like, he knows that he's being watched. He knows he's being listened to. He knows that basically, oh, I'm going to check under here. Oh, yeah, there's a little camera right there. Okay, I'm going to... It's like seeing James Bond completely whittled down to nothing. And... Uh, you, they have like I would rather them go this route. I would yeah. rather them go this route because yeah. that's why I'm hoping that they do. Because like it's kind of like that uh, as a comic book fan, that's how the story progresses, and basically it's supposed to spark his paranoia. It's supposed to destroy him as a character. Well, and you, th- but, you would, you, we saw what that happened. What happened with him in that regard with finding out that the hydro was everywhere, right? Yeah. But let's push that even further. By also going into this with also kind of, I don't know if it's like broken expectations of Marvel series. It's like, okay, I know this happened in the comic, but it's not going to happen in the, it, it doesn't happen in the series because they change the expectation of the audience because they know the fans are like going, oh no, that's from the comic book. Okay, we'll do the opposite. Yeah, they're, they're probably going to tweak. I want them to break this man all the way. I do too. I do too. I mean, that, that is what is really needed for the core element of the story that they're putting out there, especially since they're going with that more slower pace, that mm-hmm. slower burn. Now, the problem that I wanted to bring up to you guys is like, do we have enough episodes to cover this? Because if I'm not correct, Bobby, Secret Invasion is supposed to be six. Yes, yeah, six. six episodes. So we're two down. Yeah, we're mid season tomorrow. We're, we're mid season next, next week, and I'm like going, if he's broken down by the middle of the series, you have to have time at least for him to build up. Do but you? we've talked about Do this, you? David, in our previous things that we think the pacing isn't there, and the magically they get there at the end because mm-hmm. it was the same thing with Moon Knight and some of the other ones. So we're just like, where are we going? Are we getting there fast enough? I I don't mind. Again, like we were talking before we started recording, like it's okay, especially since this is all connected, anyways. It's okay to end on a down. It is. Because he can be picked right back up in the film that's forthcoming or a season two. Not everything has to be wrapped up in a nice, pretty bow. Especially with the story that they're telling here. Yeah, yeah, with the story that they're telling. Yeah, doesn't have to be that way. So it, it, It'll be an interesting play. I don't, um, uh, again, I think the, the personal elements that they brought out in this episode have uh, uh, drawn me more than the actual storytelling of the scrolls. Because again, I, I'm I'm interested to see where this all ends up. Because you're seeing a man again stripped down of everything he was, like his his confidants, his people, his rank, his power, and now his home is is compromised. 
You're seeing him deconstructed. Yeah, and yeah. he and he obviously went back there because he's at his lowest, and he's like, this is where I can go to feel like I can be Nick Fury again, like the man, not Nick Fury super spy. You know, and, and, and probably next episode we're going to see some kind of, you know, loving embrace between them of like it's going to be all right and a different side of Fury than we've probably ever seen before. Well, especially since I love that little touch in the end when he sees her, and she points at the finger and then he basically holds up his hand, takes the ring and puts the ring on. And I was like, going, that was a nice touch because now we're going to, it feels like just like what you said, Bobby, we're going to see a different side of him now because that ring symbolizes something different to him. Like it's another different part of his character. And if it goes the way you guys uh, are thinking, we're going to see that part of his, uh, of his character get deconstructed and shattered. All right, so we're we're about at time. Um, we get we can get into our final thoughts now, David. I'm going to let you go first because you're on the camera right now. Uh, my final thoughts on this one: I actually really like the uh, like this episode, even though I'm sure people who are listening to us feel like I've been saying I've been conflicted about this episode. But it's because nothing wrong with making people think. Yeah, making uh, this is the one series that has truly made me think, and. I appreciate that because you got to remember, I've went into the series wanting the Americans. I wanted a spy thriller film. And in two episodes, I feel like I'm getting it. Mm -hmm. But the thing that has me conflicted is like, I'm just surprised that the reception has been more negative than I thought it would be. And like, I found myself at the end of this episode going, okay, why is it? Why does this feel different? And I think, honestly, for pe- for people who are listening to this episode, I think we answered it. It's solely because we don't, this isn't the atypical superhero series that we as the audience have been, you know, trained to watch for Marvel. This is almost like, this is a go back to the Winter Soldier Civil War time of Captain America. And... That's why with my final score, I gave this, I started off with like a 73, but the more I think about it now, I'm like, this is about a 78, 78 for me for an episode. Okay. Steven. Yeah. I, that's what I was going to score. It was a 78 and, and it's, um, I, I don't kind of, kind of like what we were saying with at the beginning of the hour, I, I just, we live in such a weird time, especially with all the social media and everything going on in the world. Everybody likes to shit on everything. Especially well, nowadays. It's just everything. Just everything. It, it doesn't, it everything. doesn't, it doesn't. And that, I mean, honestly, since I've killed a lot of my social medias, my life has been so much better because I don't got to see <laughs> all the negativity. Same yeah. here, yeah. Same here. Just, <laughs> there's just... People sh- like I'm not on Twitter anymore. I haven't been on there since since it was taken over by he who shall re- <laughs> remain unnamed, Valden Musk. Yeah, it just um, <laughs> there's so much awfulness and just vitriol, and I, I feel like people can't even find a way to enjoy something, even if it's it doesn't have to be exactly your jam, but like. Just relax. Uh, well, me, me, me and like again, if you've ever listened to any like me and Ryan, we always get end up doing those billion dollar box office reviews, and it's because we go in there and we're mindless. 
I, I don't have an expectation for fast. <laughs> I go in there and I try to watch and I try to have fun. I try to have fun. Like, like me and Ryan always say, we don't expect Schindler's list out of everything that we watched. But when you, when you get Schindler's list, you understand what you're watching and you appreciate and it. you appreciate it. And it's not because it isn't what you want it to be. It is what it is. And you take it for what it is. Right. And that if you're coming into this and you're thinking that you're going to get the shoot 'em up, like funny Marvel stuff and some drama, then you, that's not what we have here. And it's not for you to go shit on it because it's not like the performances are bad. It's not like it's shot horribly. Yeah. It's the, the writing is not fucking bad. It, 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 it's just not a story for you. And it is okay to say it is not a story for you. Right. Instead of being like, fuck this you know, right. type of thing. Sorry, Steve, for taking over, but no, no, no. You, you deal with that a lot with a thing. When we go watch a cartoon, it's a fucking cartoon. It's a fucking cartoon. Like I know what I'm dealing with. I'm not going, you know, uh, looking at Beethoven and Nicki Minaj. It's the same fucking artist. <laughs> anyway, back we, to you, Steve. We, I don't even think we, I'm not even going to go down the path, um, <laughs> but for 70, for, do you ever think I'd pull those two out in a conversation? They shouldn't even be in the same sentence, let alone the same galaxy. Um, <laughs> It's, you know, I scored a 78, though, not because I dislike it. It's yeah. just I have to judge it on its merits. Um, the acting isn't awful. Nope. But they have to work with what they're given. We, as an audience, have to work with what the editor has given us of the shots they shot. There's some funky CGI moments. We talked about it a little bit yes. last week. There's some funky stuff there. Um, there There's some awkward shots i felt so i you have to look at it through that lens of of the subject matter as it's presented to us i yeah. think yeah right so uh i'm gonna give it a 75 again i don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with it it's in, it's intriguing they're they're moving a story along it is a different type of marvel thing and that's the only way your audience is going to grow because your audience is getting older so yes. you got to be able to take care of the kids and you also got to be able to take care of the adults that have been around with you for 12 years. And again, if people aren't ready to have a harder um, kind of storyline being told, uh, you, you saw that a little bit in Miss Marvel when you saw how they were treating, um, you know, based on religion. Uh, now we're seeing this based on refugees and everything else. And what the storyline is doing is, is showing you that not everybody is wrong. And I think that they're following the same suit that we saw with Falcon and Winter Soldier. That when you saw those three groups that were fighting in that, that you could see that they all had their points and you could all see that why they were doing what they're doing. And I think what we're having here is like as bad as like they're, they're setting up the scrolls to be the bad guys. The scrolls were also lied to for all these years and you can see why they're rebelling. Yes. Um, and yeah, I so, get it. I get it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get it. If you know, if I sat here and I promised you for freaking 30 years that I was going to do something at one point, you're going to turn around and punch me in the face. I don't think <laughs> I would have dicked around for 30, 30 years, years waiting on a promise. I think after about year five at the most, I would have been like, you know, we had a deal. <laughs> we had a deal and yeah. you're not answering your phone. <laughs> but, but again, in fairness, in fairness to the deal, um, where were you guys when we needed you? Because the deal was, if you help me protect the planet, I will give help you find a home. A home. And so both parties kind of did not live up to their end. Yeah. yeah. And again, and, and I think that's what we get with this this show is that we're we're seeing that we're we're getting two stories that are told that you could believe in both sides. And oh, easily, yeah. That that is always going to make the the best shows. And, and again, 
this is one of those things that we grade this right now. It's an average of a 77 for the, the three of us on this one episode that could jump to an 80 and 85 when it comes down to it. And we see how the conclusion of the story goes. Oh, yeah. easily. Yeah. So, you know, it, you know, the, the, it's always one of those things. We don't ever average out the season score because the season storytelling is different than an episodic um, yeah. rating. And so I think we're getting there. And again, we're getting the, uh, 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 we're going to see a broke Nick Fury sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and again, it's it's something that I look forward to. It's weird to want to see a character broken down, but we're getting there. And it's something different. It's something different. And and I think that's all I've ever wanted. And it's like, I don't need the, you know, we're not going to get a second fiddle character that's going to end up saving the world. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go rewatch all the old fucking movies. <laughs> because the Pretty last much. like five of them, it hasn't been the main character that saved the world. It's been the second characters. So, um, Yeah. Uh, it's a different Marvel and if people don't like it and they, then this thing will never grow. Um, and that's unfortunate for, you know, something that we all love and we all want to see more of the, uh, again, more adult, darker themes and we're getting it and people fucking want to shit on it. Let them shit on it. Shit. I like it. And now we're going to keep fucking watching it. So <laughs> with that being said, remember however you found us rate review, subscribe. It helps us out a ton and we will be back to talk about Nick Fury's fucking hell next week. What? Okay, shut up, shut up, shut the fuck up!